You're listening to the Totally Buzz Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Totally Buzz UK Podcast, the podcast that takes you around the weird and wonderful stories circulating the web that you may have missed in order to cheer up your case of the Mondays. I'm Laura, and if you're a regular listener, you'll know that I'm joined by a co-host. If you're a new listener, well, there's more than one of me technically, but we're not the same because we're not twins. However, I am joined by Kangaroo Kaylee herself. Kaylee. <laughs> is this because of our last podcast? It is a little bit. I thought they needed a little bit of crossover, a little bit of, hey, did you listen to the last episode? To understand that nickname, you need to, because otherwise you'll be like, <laughs> is she Australian? No. Is she a kangaroo? Also no. But you don't but just to let you in on, on on something we were talking about, somehow via uh, a story that we were talking about, we went on a massive tangent about the classic early 2000s movie, Kangaroo Jack. Never has the word classic been used so casually and so wrong. <laughs> but how are you, Kaylee? Are you ready to get hopping into this podcast? Kangaroo! <laughs> don't know. I feel like you tried too hard. I did. My brain couldn't come up with anything because I was trying to say like I can do, but like a kangaroo... <laughs> Anyway, that's the end of my social life. (laughs) Anyway, we like to get straight into it here at the Totally Buzz UK podcast. But if you're a new listener, let me explain how this works. I found three stories that have been circulating the web that are so damn right weird, they don't seem true. Yet they are. Kaylee knows nothing about them because she's likely missed missed out on them, just like you, the audience at home, have. We discuss them. We hope we have fun. You have fun. Everybody laughs. Everyone gets a smile on their face. That's a Totally Buzz UK podcast. So, Kaylee, without further ado, story one, shall we? I thought you were going to say that's a Totally Buzz podcast guarantee. And <laughs> I'm going to go straight into story one that comes from WCAX Free. Oh. Which, I'm going to be honest, I hope that's how they say it. So, this story has the headline, Study, Washing Dishes Lowers Heart Disease Risks in Older Women. That's right, this is the scoop that you've been waiting for, people. Scientists say some older women could get health benefits from chores like washing dishes and cooking. The Journal of the American Heart Association published a study from the University of California, San Diego. This study measured the physical activity of over uh, 5,400 women between the ages of 63 to 97. They found that the women who perform routine tasks like housework, cooking and gardening saw a reduced risk of heart disease. They say self-care activities like showering can also be significantly beneficial for seniors' cardiovascular health. Kaylee, is it time for you to go scrub some pots and pans? Why do I feel like whoever this scientist is or scientists are all men? I was thinking the same. I think this was written by a man. I felt the same. Yeah. Same energy. Yeah, I can see that. Wow. Considering it was it was sort of practiced on what was it women between the ages of sixty eight and ninety sixty three and ninety seven. Okay, well that's probably the era of ladies who were probably part of the doing the washing up while the husband went to work. So they're probably just like reminiscing, you know. You reckon they? Whereas nowadays, my heart's in good health. Why? Because I was a good wife. Exactly. Like they they think that as long as they're washing up, they're not going to get beaten with an orange in a sock. That was oddly specific. <laughs> That's what they used to do. They used to put oranges in socks to beat women because they wouldn't leave a bruise. Once again, Kaylee has researched too much into this to the point where... <laughs> well, I think, it was, I think it was part of the suffragettes thing. Once again, I don't know, Kaylee had this history side of her that she's so much into the suffragettes. She's like, you know what I remember? 
how they used to beat women with oranges and socks. I mean, I think it's probably in a lot of period dramas, but anyway. If you've been affected by the subjects on this show on the Totally Buzz UK podcast this week, don't fail to get in touch at totallybuzzoutlook.com where we can help. Please don't beat women with oranges and socks. Thank you. Anyway, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like, I, I think at some point, some scientist bloke had an argument with his wife. She's like, I'm sick of doing this washing up and... You're, I'm sick of you going to work making all the money. I want to get a job. And he was like, right, I'm going to post a study that proves that women are happier doing washing up at home and the men should just go out and work. It improves I think cardiovascular health. It's a, it's a good for the heart, apparently. Yeah, I don't believe it. The type of thing you normally only see on like Kellogg cereal boxes, this sort of thing, good for the heart. Yeah, like, you know, care. going to the spa, getting a nice massage, you know, going to watch a movie. All those things possibly couldn't, you know, improve your vascular stuff. It has to be washing up, doesn't it? I do appreciate they added that self-care activities like showering can also be beneficial. <laughs> I just like the idea. Just... <laughs> Treat yourself tonight, love. Have a shower. <laughs> I know. I know. So he's there with his little sock with his orange in and he's like, yes, tonight I will allow you to shower. <laughs> you got to look after yourself. You go have a shower. I will allow five extra minutes on your shower time <laughs> yeah you, you wash off those citrus smells sorry i've got for some reason my head went straight to gladiators you will shower on my first whistle when the second whistle goes self-care time is over and you will go back to the I kitchen um uh, but yeah so are you also thinking this is a very like specific age group they've gone for 63 to 97 but because maybe this is just any sort of form of activity or exercise is something because gardening can be quite physical housework oh, physical well, like i was saying i think they picked a very specific age range because they, they were probably part of an era where like i said the man would go to work and the woman would stay home and do the washing up i'm just trying to think that it's also just like the age group where you're winding down and you just want to relax because you've had enough of life so, yes then you want to do even more washing up great <laughs> yeah but ignore the housework but cooking and gardening can be relaxing and fun I mean, yes, I do enjoy the thing, but then, like, the fact that... You know, like, that thing where, like, you're about to empty the dishwasher and then, like, your mum goes... Or, like, you're about to do it in your head and then your mum goes, oh, could you empty the dishwasher? And then you're like, oh, I don't really want to do it now. So, like, I enjoy cooking, but if a if a scientist turns around and goes, oh, well, if you do more cooking, it'd be good for you or whatever, I probably wouldn't want to do it. Hey, that just sounds like you're being stubborn. <laughs> like, you're like, no! But it's one of those things, like, when you're actually being told to do it, you don't want to do it. But if you were doing it yourself anyway, you'd be fine. Also, I love the fact you were like, you know that relatable story of taking things out of dishwashers? Not really, no. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> I don't know why you laughed at me like you're some sort of wit- rich princess there. Ah, oh, laugh at the peasant without the dishwasher. We hand clean, baby. Okay, well, okay, let's not say dishwasher. Let's just say that you were planning on doing the washing up and then your mum goes, oh, can you do the washing up, please? And you're like, oh, well, I was about to, now that you've asked me. Yeah, I mean, I get the same energy. Now I can find it relatable and be like, ah, yes. Ah, oh, yes, peasant. Uh, anyway. But I, I was going to say, I guess it's also based on this and based on them saying things like washing the dishes and that is good. It would mean that my heart is healthier than yours on the basis that I have to put in the elbow grease to wash my plates whereas you're like dishwasher wash for me i mean you have to fill it and unload it Ooh, and rinse plate so taxing for you princess <laughs> <laughs> where's the elbow grease in that 
Well, some people in some countries, Laura, don't even have water, so... Wow, so you're basically going to say, I see that you have left less privilege to me in this category, but I'm going to undermine your privilege more by going, ha, look who's poorer than you, and work your way down the food. Slavery with extra stirs. <laughs> I just think it's a bit it's a bit shitty to be like, oh, these women find it relaxing, or, like, it, you know, it's good for, it's good for their health, so you should do it too. No. You're not conning me into that. Do you feel like you'd feel a bit more believe in it if they surveyed men of the same age and it had the same effect? Because women and men don't have different hearts. I mean, unless I skip... Well, I mean, it does specifically say women. It's weird that they didn't test men. Yeah, so maybe there'd be a follow-up study and it'd be like, "Mm, washing dishes for men lowers heart rate disease. It'd probably be men shooting guns. (laughs) I feel like you're taking this podcast back to the 1950s, which, you know, weird... And shooting guns, hunting and doing taxes. And swinging their oranges about. Oh, Oh my God. I've I've just got an image of like 1920s gang in like a dark alleyway, like swinging their socks with oranges. (laughs) See, you've got that. I've got sort of West Side Story. Get them, boy. They're like clicking at you, but they're all got like oranges (laughs) in their hands walking down the street. Or like throwing them up and down like a ball. Yeah, I don't understand why it was your go-to. I've just, I've learned so much in the space of this weird and wonderful story. I was going to say, is there any household chores you'll be happy to do to improve your heart? Taking a shower. That's not a household, that's a self-care activity. That is a luxury, (laughs) young lady. We learned that from the article. God damn, what happens if you have a bath? I'm going to be honest, if you have a bath, I'd probably think divorce. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Because, I mean, in some aspects, I do, like, sort of organising stuff. As in, like, like reorganising my room or whatever. Like, probably, I don't know, in sort of, like, an aesthetic type thing, you know, like, or, like, um, ASMR, you know, like, it's really relaxing for me because it's, like, I'm making it look more clean and... Yeah, probably that, reorganising. It's weird to say it has a physical effect, because I'm thinking in my head, I know there's like a whole thing that was like a clean space is a clean mind or whatever that is. Yeah, hoovering's not too bad, I quite like hoovering. I was going to say hoovering seems, and I would say physical activity, because you're moving that big heavy hoover and we're just little women, so. Oh yeah, you know, damn, our weak arms. Exactly, see, you understand it now, you're learning to know your place in this society of heart disease less reduced. I don't know why this article has sent us back you know it's a modern day it's 2022 and here we are discussing how household they're just trying to send us back laura it's a conspiracy it's gonna be all, it's gonna be all handsmaid's tale it's not gonna work i'm gonna be honest if there's an episode of handsmaid's tale where they're like you should do the dishes but only because it lowers your risk of heart disease i'm generally gonna <laughs> pop for that line I'm like you deserve a shower this <laughs> is so so awful but, Kaylee, we move away from the kitchen, which I know is rare because we're two females. <laughs> kitchen, wow. And go outside with the next story. What a garden. Well, actually, we are just going to the porch. We ain't travelling far. <laughs> but I will say this story is set in Colorado. So if we physically went to this porch, we would be, you know, have to get permission because obviously leaving the country and we're just small uh, small uh, women folk. <laughs> anyway, yes. this comes from the UPI.com which is always a supplier of weird stories. But the headline here is a family dog finds a mountain lion under a porch in Colorado. So, Kaylee, big fan big fan of lions? I think I've heard this story. I've seen a video or something. Like, imagine just like... I mean, when I was at school, they had those... This is like primary school. They had one of those um, static caravan type things, you know, the learning buildings. I don't know what they're called. And those, those things that are supposed to be temporary, but they're there forever. 
And it had like a, obviously, because it was like a caravan, it was on uh, supports. So it was off the ground. Like there was, well, not even stilts, but like there was like a bit underneath it. Like pallet sort of razor, but it's not like a full. Yes, I guess. And then there was like one year where there was like a family of foxes, like underneath it. And I remember it like went around the whole school and we were like all so interested and we all wanted to have a look and stuff. So like imagine finding a lion in your house. I know it's a mountain lion, so it's not as scary, but like still. I mean, a lion is still a lion in my book. I'm not expecting to go I mean, out. the picture that you've sent me, the lion looks very sad. Well, it's because it's stuck under the house, to be honest with you. Oh, is it stuck? I don't, I'm not sure. It looks stuck in the picture. It also seems to have a mop next to it. So maybe it was just coming out to improve its heart disease because it looks like a female lion. Who knows? See, I'm just linking it all. But well, obviously, if you want to see the picture for yourself and look at how if this lion is sad or happy, then you can go to the www.totallybuzz.co.uk to check out the companion piece, which will have it. But I'm just going to read you the details of this fascinating story here so colorado's wildlife officers responded to a house in boulder at which the homeowner's dog found a mountain lion hiding underneath colorado park and wildlife said the homeowner went out to investigate about 7 30 a.m sunday when the family's dog alerted them to something underneath the porch the house the homeowner expected to find a raccoon but ended up calling authorities when they put a flashlight under the porch and spotted a mountain lion. Wildlife officers tranquilized the animal, relocated it to an uninhabited area in southwest Larimer County. One factor we looked at is its location when we get the cats that come into town, said the wildlife officer. This one was pretty far east in Boulder in a populated area, and it's not a good situation to have a big predator like that close to so many people, so it's better if we move the cat along. Relocation was our best approach in this case. Officials said the mountain lion appeared to be in a, be a sub-adult in good health. So, you know, kind of a popular feel-good story because it wasn't like an ill lion and I'm guessing they did, they got it out with ease so it can't have been that trapped. But I mean, it looks kind of like its husband's just been fallen off a cliff and been trampled by wildebeest and Someone it's just been you know, sad about it. King lately. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but still. So it looks kind of sad like that but then now that I think about it because there's that little like red pole thing next to it, I think that's one of those things that they put round dogs and things next you know like when the to kind of drag it out but yeah like, no. so maybe in this photo it's already been tranquilized that would be why it looks a bit docile yeah like, to be fair i'm i'm looking at it and i'm like it just looks like a big domestic cat and i don't mean that like i know lions and cats are connected i get this and you know like <laughs> that but i don't exactly i if i saw this picture of this lion I'm not exactly alarmed. If I look out, uh, under the porch and it's showing its teeth or something, I'm going to be alarmed. Yeah, or growling or, like, going to, like, swipe at me. I also appreciate that the, the dog was, like, brave enough to be like, I can take a lion. I will, But also, at the same time, the dog was like, I, you know, discovered the lion, but also, like, family, I've done my bit. Over to you. I'm not being funny, though. Like, not too long ago. I swear to God, it was, like, it was a small dog, like Lola, as in, like, a Bichon free or something, and it was, like, barking at a... a a bear, a fully grown bear that had gone onto this woman's like decking and it like barked and chased it over a fence or whatever. So, I mean, it might, you know, the dog might have scared it, but it doesn't have to be a gigantic dog. Well, I'm just saying, it's just the way it's like the family dog alerted. The dog was clearly like, I cannot take this alone. Father, <laughs> assist me! <laughs> or if it's like Lola, it's like, the post is coming! Yeah, so that's also the other thing I was going to say. I We've spoke about dogs before. Well, I've spoke with dogs with you. I've spoke with dogs with Squiggy. We've had a few weird dog stories because dogs do weird shit. I'm going to be honest. Cats seem to do weirder shit, but dogs do their fair share of weird shit and end up on this podcast. I think it's probably because cats are more independent. I thought you were going to say intelligent and I thought fisty cuffs were coming out. 
I was going to banish you. I mean, back. probably not too. Banish you back to the kitchen. Shush, woman, or I'll get my oranges. Anyway, continue. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'll allow you. I'll allow you to have a two-minute shower later. But yeah, so I think like because cats are more independent, they're sort of like because they're not really because in a way, dogs obviously you put dogs on leads and. They're kept in the house and things like that. Whereas cats, usually, if they're not like a house cat that have like a cat flap, they can go, they can do whatever they want. So they're a bit more, I don't know, they're a bit more um, confident, I suppose, in a way. Do what they want. Dogs wait. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, who knows? But I was going to say, the dog going alert, I mean, like, come to the porch, I generally imagine, like... I'm just basing this on the fact that I have my own dog, Lola, has who you've referenced, who's a delightful soul, but she does tend to bark at nothing and treat the post like a threat. So there is a point that if she was like, look at the porch, it might I might not follow her to the porch and instantly trust that she's found something. So this dog mm. must have a very good like trusting owner if they were like, ah, he's alerted us to danger, straight out there at 7.30am on a Sunday. Because I don't imagine mm. you'd want to be up, woken up by your dog at 7.30 on a Sunday and be like, what is it, boy? Tommy fell down the well. Yeah, well, to be fair, my neighbour's dog, he like barks all the time. Like even if like, if he closes the bin lid, he's like, it sets him off, right? But like my mum was saying, it's kind of nice in a way because it's like a security thing because like if there was anybody ever dodgy around, at least you know that he would bark yeah or a mountain lion yeah or a mountain lion but you know we live in the uk it's not really a thing well i mean the other thing i mean we can't relate but the homeowner had expected to find a raccoon i find that so weird because they're like trash pandas effectively right that's what they're nicknamed as mm-hmm. I, yeah i don't i feel like i feel more comforted getting a, getting a lion than i would a trash panda. really because raccoons apparently are easy to start or attack first and seeing as this line was quite docile and just sort of minding its own business under the porch, I feel like you would have had more trouble if it was a raccoon. I just feel like they're much more, like, interacting with humans. Like, this line was clearly, you know, just gone a little bit too far into a populated area. Because obviously they <laughs> refer to that there's lines nearby. So there's a part of the line that's not going to be like, ah, humans, you know, food hall, all that stuff. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're like a raccoon, you get some bold raccoons that have probably pushed their luck. And if you get a raccoon, it might be more like... I'm not scared of you. I've been watching you for a while. But then if you think about it this way, I'd much rather deal with a tiny spider than a kind of tarantula. Yeah, but then I just feel like some things can be more vicious. You said about foxes, right? I wouldn't mm. be a fox. They look sweet and innocent, and they have fantastic movies like Fantastic Mr. Fox, but that's not the type of foxes you get in movies. It's in the hound. Yeah, you... Oh, I, oh, I don't talk about that movie. Oh, <laughs> look, look, that Lord, that's like one of the only films I cry. I think historically... Oh. I just found it sad. However, then, now my sadness has now turned to anger, which, by the way, I am realising I've gone Star Wars and I'm turning into a Sith Lord by saying this. But Fox and the Hound couldn't watch it as a child once after seeing it because I'm like, why can't they be friends? Why? Yeah. <laughs> Very sad. Very emotionally moved. Not emotionally moved by much. That film emotionally wrecked me. Can't, couldn't watch it. If you, the quote TikTok, emotional damage would be the, but that, that would be what would be playing as I watched it as a child and traumatic. But I did find out in Fox and the Hound 2, spoiler alerts, they were fucking friends. Someone could have told me that happened and got released. 15 years of like emotional damage from that film. And apparently in the sequel, they're like, no, they could be friends. And they're like all together and shit. And I was like, what? I'm not being funny though. Regardless of being a child or an adult, Watership Down. Total, total emotional damage. <laughs> I feel I've, I know I watched that as a child because my mother has told me, but I think I repressed that, so. All I remember is the the rabbit bleeding everywhere. The fox and the hound messed me up more. 
Not sure why. Maybe because I like dogs. Why did our parents let us watch Watership Down like when we were young children? It's so it's so traumatizing. I feel like either they wanted to raise a generation of vegetarians slash vegan, to stop the hunting of Weedle Bunny Webby, or yep. option three, that's how they developed emotional growth in the children. Emotional growth. I, I should imagine it's all of the above. Anyway. What would be your plan of action if you found a lion under your porch? Obviously, imagine you're in America, because if you found one in your area, which is kind of not to give away your location away is and have people zoom in and turn up in your door like suck cupcake i don't know i think i would probably grab my fucking dog run in the house lock the door and then bring the most available and appropriate person the most appropriate person hi uh, is this the police do you well, I, because, I, I suppose you you call animal control which is an american thing i think the rspca is i mean like i said you know you don't just have to get mountain lions in the uk and we don't really have bases under our houses that is also true that was going to lead to my next point spaces under your houses how do you feel about it because i honestly when i see this in american tv shows always a negative because it's either a horror movie where the serial killer is lurking it's either the cruel yeah. space where you end up because you're escaping a serial killer yeah or there's always some creepy like giant spider webs untouched corpses eight-legged freaks yeah, yeah we get it you get my vibe here so to you would you consider a house with a gap underneath or america we're shaming you for this because i get i mean damage and there's probably bits to it but seriously it's always a negative i mean i have positives and negatives okay so obviously um as a child i used to go, uh, go down to cornwall every year like went down there for probably about 20 years straight um but when i was really young me and my brother used to like go about the campsite you meet loads of like little friends and then we'd all go play like hide and seek like before we had to go in or whatever but like most people would hide under caravans because you have like the gap um so that's kind of like it was kind of a fun thing um i don't think i ever would have done it but i know that kids did but on the other hand i have watched tv shows in america and a lot of people get termites and stuff imagine just falling through your house <laughs> sorry you made it sound like you're on the top floor and all of a sudden you tread on one bit you're like oh no termite lane <laughs> no i'm talking about like the bottom floor because i think once that's gone you're pretty much fucked oh yeah but um because that goes back to like wooden houses to be honest we can talk about it's like off the making of american houses hi if you're listening from america we appreciate and love your support no but it's, it's so true though because in weather like we've had recently storm Eunice. like i think if i was living in a wooden house i wouldn't be exactly thrilled to be fair the only house i'd be comforted being in in that sort of weather is one of the ones like you know, like the not, I don't want to be the skyscraper when it happens, but you know the technology where they move. Oh, the, the the Japanese or Chinese one where it like with earthquakes. Yeah, it moves with it because it's actually um in the recent wind bad. I love how the fact America get hurricanes and tornadoes, and I'm like, so the bad winds that we had, the uh, strong gusts <laughs> in uh, England that really shook us up. They had at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which is the football stadium for the team Tottenham Hotspurs. I, I don't know why I need to, they called the stadium Tottenham Hotspur Stadium just to be even clearer because they haven't got a sponsor yet but they that's quite a relatively new stadium but basically that builds with the wind it's quite hypnotic to what video so when all the gusts were pouring it was sort of looked like it was moving in and out to sort of compound yeah. it was actually really hypnotically beautiful but um, tell you what though recently say. recently one of the roofs at my local train station it came off in the wind and it like landed somewhere like a lot of like metal sheeting See, yeah it was not it was not good it was on the news not the weird and wonderful news because i may have missed it hey. yeah 
But um, I mean, we we um, I've had quite a few discussions like with my mom and like other people about like American houses and stuff. Like, yeah, you can spend a lot less, but they are just made out of wood at the end of the day. So, and they now have the added risk of lions being underneath them because that's yep. a common problem in my mind. Anyway, we're going to move on to the final story now, and I promise you, Kaylee, for once. No animals and and women friendly. -friendly. There's just no women are injured with oranges or insulted emotionally in it. So let's let's and they're allowed to shower whenever they like. I hope so because that would be a really weird twist on this story. So this comes from Fox Five Atlanta. So another American story. What up, America? How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) The headline here is Georgia toddler diagnosed with extremely rare uncombable hair syndrome. I found this uncombable hair. Yes, uncombable combable hair and i have a delightful put loads of pictures to show and describe to people so to sum up 16 month old lock samples have grown has grown up sticking out i love the fact his name is lock samples to the point i had to google make sure i wasn't saying like lock samples as in samples of his hair but his name is lock yeah samples. i thought that's what you were saying yeah no his name is lock last name samples that's weird so everywhere roswell georgia toddler goes his mother kate Caitlin samples says he turns head. We can't go anywhere without someone making a comment, whether it's the park or anywhere they come up to us, they ask to touch his hair. They're very curious. Lock samples was born with typical baby hair, just like his big brother Shepherd. I'm not sure I'm not keen on the name. Yeah, it was. <laughs> who is three years old. But when he was about six Their parents old, hate them. This is even worse, this sentence because of it. When he was six months old, his mother said that Locks Locks started to take off. I was going to my mum and ask her, Did I have hair like this? laughing. When when they tried to wash it it was hard to get it wet as soon as it would get wet they would dry it it would not lay flat even when we brushed it as soon as it dries it just popped back up so i need you to imagine a generic 80s rocker big, right big hair big absolutely as big as you can imagine on the like on a six month yeah okay, i'm imagining like kiss yeah go with that i was thinking sort of like even when pink as a current artist, you know, like when she does her hair really big. Anyway, the Roswell toddler didn't seem to mind the attention, so they went to the doctor's office, almost like an episode of House, you know, weird case. Mm-hmm. There's always a lot of doctors in the room, and he just loves it. Still, for months, the samples didn't know why Locke's hair was doing this. And then a stranger messaged the mum on Instagram to be like, I think he might have this hereditary condition known as uncombable hair syndrome. I got nervous, like you would, any, any form of syndrome that you're about for your kids, you're gonna be like, oh no. She Googled yeah. it, then called a paediatrician, and they were like, we know Locke, and we know his hair. We can't really help you here, so we're going to send you to a specialist. And they went off to Amora University Hospital in Atlanta. We went into the dermatologist's office, several doctors come in, took pictures of hair, took samples. After studying it under the special microscope, a pathologist confirmed he has one of about 100 known cases of uncombable hair syndrome. That's how rare it is. There's like 100 ish no case. so the hair strand is like a triangle shape and twisted and every single individual strand is that way the samples learned that the syndrome doesn't affect his health so this is why it's positive and weird and wonderful and why we could talk about it on a happy podcast and kids with it usually have fine light colored dandy light dandelion like hair so just even paint a bigger picture there his, but his mum said his hair's so fragile he can't use gel or styling projects without it risking breakage. Though I do imagine at 16 months, you know, he's not thinking I'm going to gel my hair. So can they can they get a hair cut? It sort of, they get it cut, but it just, it's growing back. It's like growing very fast. I'll show you, you'll see. Basically, it's kind of wash and wear hair that he comes with his benefits. Like the older one, they have to, you know, get him ready, wrangle his hair, do all that stuff. But Lachlan will wake up ready to roll because his hair's <laughs> just like, this is my hair. Just... 
just is what it is. Yeah, you're not much going to do. But uh, also, he's getting a lot of support online. Uh, he has an Instagram account where they've got all pictures of him and his uncontrollable hair. So, you know, they're making sure. And loads of people reaching out to say thanks for the story. I thought my child was the only one with hair like this. So maybe there's going to be more cases when this becomes more of an OV. But there's... The suspense is unbearable, Laura. But I'm going to be sending that and I'll be putting it in the companion piece at totallybuzz.co.uk. But there is a small chance, even more positive news, that Locke samples will outgrow his uncombable hair syndrome once he reaches puberty. So. Okay. So once he gets to a certain age, he might be like hair. But then he'll always have these childhood pictures when he's like, what's my hair like? And it'd be like this. Basically, he looks like an 80s rocker. It looks like a fake wig that you would give someone if they were like, I'm going as an 80s rocker this year. And if you want to check out the Instagram account yourself, then it's at uncombable underscore locks. And I'm going to be honest. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I mean, if your hair was like It just looks a bit like a a shaggy dog. (laughs) He appreciates that. I think it looks like he's seen a plug sort of vibe. Yeah, right, yeah, like static. It's that comical sort of, he's been electrocuted by. But he looks like a very happy child with very happy locks. So it's a feel good story. Like I was saying though, I just, the reason I was asking about whether he could get his hair cut or whatever is because I'd probably just shave his head like all the time. But I mean, is it, are you able to cut it? Because like if it's It's very that, fine and that. It's probably thing. problematic to cut it. It's going to keep growing back or whatever. And it's uncomfortable, but maybe it just look a bit weird with all the triangle bit it might not look great bald or shaved or is there no way that you can just like braid it or something it's very fine and easily breakable so i feel like if you tried to braid it you'll probably just break bits off then you just have patches of hair you don't want him to be patchy or, I, don't think or, it looks that bad, or I think he just looks like a rocking dude yeah i was gonna say or if they shave the sides you could have a pretty sweet mohican yeah so i wouldn't see it's one of those things where i'm just like you know what he has this uncomfortable hair syndrome just let him have it he ain't like the other toddlers that are gonna bully him do you know what i mean if any they'll be like sick hair man i'll probably start grabbing it there is a picture of him with a beanie on though oh yeah you can get a beanie over it <laughs> i love the idea puts the beanie on takes the beanie off it's like a jack-in-the-box of hair i also like the idea that you could use that as a great excuse oh your hair's a bit of a mess this morning excuse me uncombable hair person right? how <laughs> dare you judge me for this get one of those lanyards to say that but yeah i kind of appreciate it. i wish i could get my hair that poofy thank you all I feel like this kid's living the dream. I was going to say, do you think this is something you'd be able to cope with having? I feel like you wouldn't because I feel like you'd be... you'd be. I living. feel like it would probably deeply upset me. But like... <laughs> I just love the fact you couldn't just say upset. You were like, it would... I suppose it's like getting a really bad perm. But kids are harsh. I imagine being at school and like people taking the mick. And it's probably like... As I think it's probably more dealable if you're a boy. Like you just, you just put up with it. You know, it's probably more like a... Um, afro than anything but for a girl i think that you would just probably spend nearly all your time trying to brush it and like trying to straighten it and stuff and it probably never just go the way you want it to and you just end up in tears but i do think it's probably it also says a lot that by puberty they could have sort of got out of it so because i feel like that'd be the worst point and worst age when you're sort of yeah exactly so i think that that it's kind of comforting because i think at primary school everyone just kind of like gets on with each other and then when you start to leave primary school and go into secondary school that's when people start being mean so yeah they start getting their oranges in socks yes i was gonna also say is it will be absolutely adorable for this child when he does grow up and he's looking back if his hair does sort of reserve he doesn't have the syndrome to deal with he 
he will be so confused when he looks back at his toddler pictures. Hey, Mum, did you never brush my hair? Like, why was what was the style you were going for? Who was your? <laughs> this inspiration? is not the 80s. Yeah, who was your inspiration here? But because it's gonna be a bit surreal if he suddenly like he just gets to an age he can shave it off or style it. It isn't uncombable, and he's just like never. A hair, I just feel never like by the time he, I think by the time he's reached puberty, though, his parents probably would have told him about it. But I mean, I think if you were a jokey kind of parent you might turn around and tell him that as a child he had the ability uh, to use electricity as a power what and he was just being zapped he was, he was electricity boy but like you uh, you, you just don't remember because the electricity's fizzles your brain we're now going to use this opportunity to go to the ad break so you're listening on google podcasts hit subscribe on the totally buzz uk podcast to keep up to date with your weird and wonderful fix don't forget to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Team Sancho's Nachos, Team Relegated Niles, Team Man United have been the early frontrunners in the Totally Buzzed FPL League. Can you dethrone them? Check out www.totallybuzzed.co.uk. You may know him from the podcasts. You may know him from Twitter. But did you know that you can also follow Squiggy at twitch.tv slash squiggyplays for all your gaming content? Use the hashtag TBOA to join the conversation. Do you use the Good Pods app? Find the Totally Buzzed UK podcast on there today and help us climb the charts. Just how many red cards will Laura rack up in FIFA 22 Pro Clubs this season? Double digits? Triple digits? The elusive thousand? Follow Totally Buzzed on Twitch at www.twitch.tv slash totallybuzzed. And we're back after those messages. Kaylee, do you know what time it is? It's TikTok Spotlight! And you've got an excellent TikTok Spotlight to really round off this excellent episode of the Totally Buzz UK podcast. Go for it. Yes. So, uh, talking about domestic uh, chores, basically I found a TikTok this week. I really want to try it. I mean, I've just recently changed my bed, so I can't actually do it at the moment, which makes it sound kind of odd, but it's actually to do with changing your quilt. Um, so basically it's, man, I think it's on some reality show or... How dare you talk that show or Rachel Ray show. She is an American, I don't know. She's an American icon. She looks like my favourite wrestler. It's the only reason I know who she is because they used to. They Some used of to... us don't own Sky, Laura. Okay. Oh, she's not on Sky anyway, on. she's not in the UK. If she was in the UK, I would watch the show. But Rachel Ray is like does all the. You just answered your own thing. Yeah. But... She's not in the UK, so how how would I know who she she's was? An American icon, and she looks like Mickey James. And Mickey James is the most famous woman in the world. Okay. You've just interrupted my whole TikTok spiel. So basically, this man was demonstrating on how you can change your court cover in a sort of easier way. It's kind of hard to describe, but if you watch the video, it's quite cool. I'm going to try it next time I change my bed. But the only thing that concerns me is trying to get the corners in the right place, because I'm very OCD about how my right quilt is in place. But it, it looks very good. Um, so I think what you do is you, you put the, the quilt inside out, and then you lay the, the duvet on top. You then roll it up into a roll. And then when you get to the end, you then pull the the opening to the duvet, as in the, the quilt cover, and you pull it round, and then you unroll it, like, the other way, and then it's supposed to all, like, be done and dusted. So I thought it was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. 
But I just love the fact that you were like, what's a TikTok that really, you know, spotlight cheer people up? After we had the conversation about housework, good for the health, good for the heart, <laughs> and about women being to back, you're like, I have this great domestic tip list for people changing their do. I just like the fact that, like, really, in reality, I send you about six different TikToks, and then eventually you're like, yeah, let's do this one. Well, it was the first one you sent me, and I'm like, after the podcast we just had, and Kaylee's like, Laura, if you want like relatable, I was like, my God, this is just the podcast of feminine feminism being sent back fifty years. Well, it's a cool way to change duvet. What can I say? Thing, but no, it does look like a very good hack. So if you are looking to change your duvet quilt system or whatever you're doing domestically, this TikTok might help. And obviously, it's not going to help you learn to hoover better. But I don't know why I said it like that. I implied there was more tips and tricks. Though, if you're a regular watcher of the Rachel Ray show, I'm sure she can teach you how to be a domestic goddess. What up? Anyway, this has been the Totally Buzz UK podcast. Be sure to follow us at Totally Buzz UK. Hit like, subscribe, rate us five stars, leave us a review on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Podchaser, whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on. Be sure to come back next Monday at 7am when we drop a new episode. To catch us out on Twitch at Totally Buzz, YouTube at Totally Buzz UK. I feel like I've covered all the grounds there. Katie's and if you don't do at least one of these things, we'll be coming after you with an orange and a sock. I believe that is the title of this podcast. So I was going to say, <laughs> has Katie got anything to uh, plug? Because the last few weeks she has been plugging that she's unemployed, but apparently she's got a new job as an orange sock enforcer. I've applied for a job today and hopefully, fingers crossed, I'll get it because it sounds like something I might enjoy. So I'll let you know next week. <laughs> next week we'll come back with emotional <laughs> damage. Emotional. Damn, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it will be we'll be doing the whole podcast of we're gonna cure the case of the Mondays and Kaylee's crippling depression. Powerful podcast coming. So We love crippling depression, but I'm fairly sure both of us have had it. <laughs> what up? <laughs> this has been the Totally Buzz UK podcast. Good day. This podcast is brought to you by two chatterboxes and a lovable Geordie at totallybuzzed.co.uk. Mm-hmm.